Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is November the 22nd, 2020. JFK blown away. What more do I have to say? Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not accept a new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral of gratification, conviction. Yeah, it's the golden age. Be relentless. Strive for greatness. Hello, my elite friends. How are you doing tonight? Oh, it is the middle of the night. But I am here because it is time for the Beyond Bitcoin Show. If you have questions, I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister, five-digit realm, baby. Uh, type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat, and I will see your question, and I will be able to answer it. Check out disruptmeister.com. Yesterday's Bitcoin noise show was great. Uh, this Week in Bitcoin, which you can watch at techbalt.com, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T.com. And follow me on Twitter at T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. I play this at 2x if you're watching this tape. Let's start off with a tweet by Charlie Kirk. Lockdown orders should be ignored. All businesses, schools, and churches must immediately open. It is time for the largest act of civil disobedience in American history. I agree. It is time for the largest act of civil disobedience in American history. In some states, you don't need to worry about this. Florida, nah, they don't, but California. California is the uh, is the most populated state. If this just happened in California, it would make a, a tremendous difference. So yes, I encourage everyone ignore the lockdown orders. Uh, if you, I know it, it takes a lot. If you're a business, it's it's scary. Uh, but schools and churches, you know, synagogues, whatever, ignore, ignore. I'm, I've been going to synagogue. I've been going to synagogue now. Of course, in the state of Utah, there's not. It's not that strict here. There's there's really no lockdown here. Now the the other thing I want to point out. Uh, besides the people, the regular people saying we've had enough of this, we're just it's time for some hardcore civil disobedience, peaceful, of course, um, because these rules are they're draconian. They're by executive order. They're not going through the legislature legislature at all. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, law enforcement officers, these rules that are being thrown out there, OK, these enforcement actions, they Law enforcement officers are in charge of enforcing them. I, I would encourage all law enforcement officers across the United States of America, uh, don't enforce these uh, illegal dictates from the government, okay? Um, you, don't have to, you, don't, you don't have to be the, uh, the screaming Karen police here and go, uh, go so you say, oh, you had more than 10 people there. It's time to break this up. You just you have better things to do. OK, that be, better. Uh, these are not laws. First of all, these aren't laws. You're a law enforcement officer. These are uh, I, I, I mean, orders. They're orders. They're, they're, they haven't been uh, they haven't been passed through the legislature. They're, they're they're illegal orders. And we don't have to go through all of them. But it, it's, it's ridiculous what I'm hearing out of California. I mean, you're going to arrest some dude not wearing a mask on the street. I mean, come on, you have better things to do with your time. And in just following orders, just following orders is not a good excuse. Okay. In the end of the day, I don't want to hear some you know, cops say, oh, I was just, I was just following orders. Just, Come on, man. You don't, if enough, and there are sheriffs that are just totally ignoring this stuff in, in the state of California. 
And so I, I encourage all sheriffs and law enforcement officers just to, okay, yeah, the governor ordered, okay, that's fine. We're not, we're just not going to enforce it. And that, that's the way that's true freedom right there, baby. All right. Now uh, I want everybody to pound that like button. And if you want to fight the algorithm, by the way, um, before this show, I'd like to uh, put in the tweet in, into the chat that shows uh, that I just, you know, I, I tweeted out the show so you can retweet the tweet. I tried to put it in there. It's not clickable. Like YouTube won't let the host of the show put a clickable link in his chat now. So yeah, and a very nice job algorithm. So to get back at the algorithm, <laughs> we've been, uh, a few of you know uh, that we've been leaving comments in the comment section. Even if you don't have anything that important to say, just leave a comment and messes with the YouTube algorithm. The YouTube algorithm tries to mess with me. Now we uh, we mess with the YouTube algorithm. And I have to say, the comments you've been leaving have, have been a lot of fun, and it's been a lot of fun responding to them. They don't have to be on topic. You know, when, when you're in the chat and you're asking me questions, I, I like topics. Uh, I like on-topic type of questions during the live show. But after the show, you can ask anything. You can say anything in the in the uh, in the comment section. It messes with their with the algorithm, and I think that is hilarious and it's it's actually been quite fun so <laughs> i i enjoy uh, getting uh funny comments and, and and not so funny comments uh no smart comments they're not funny they're smart now uh people have always <laughs> a lot of people have talked about for a while we're going to have a re-education camps in the united states we're going to be physically sent to these FEMA camps and we're going to be re-educated. And, and it's, it's kind of funny now. Everyone is locked in their Well, in a lot of states, people are locked in their houses. And now some people are free to not be locked in their houses, but they show, they, they're so scared. They are voluntarily locking themselves in their, in their houses. Now, when you're in your house, what do you have? You have Mr. TV is on, right? So what's on TV? It's, it's a bunch of propaganda. These days, I mean, from the CNNs of the world, we've we've talked about it uh, numerous times. So you're sitting there, you're scared to go outside. You're scared. You're scared. I mean, that's uh, when when you're when you go to a re-education camp, it's the same thing. They scare you, and they uh, they they put a lot of propaganda in front of your face. Okay, but we what we have right now is a virtual re-education camp that people are voluntarily uh, going into. They're locking themselves in their house. They're turning on the re-education TV. And they're being re-educated uh, to, to become more hysterical, to be more government de dependent. So we all these years, people, these conspiracy theorists have said you're going to get sent to the FEMA camp. No, no, that didn't happen. People are voluntarily going to virtual re-education re re camps. That's how pathetic people are. That's, that's how, uh, uh, you know, fit, fitting in is definitely overrated there. They want to fit in. They're compliant. They want to be compliant. They want to be part of the herd. This is the herd mentality, as I, I've said this so many times, that individualism, that is the that is the accomplishment. OK, and collectivism is the uh, is the default. And this is the, this is an extreme form of collectivism when you when you just you voluntarily go into a virtual uh, re-education camp. And that that is what is going on uh, today. Now, I, I got that uh, parts of that concept from uh, Big John, who I didn't really know still had a prepper channel out there big, big john he didn't talk about it in the same way that i uh that i'm talking about it but he he inspired me to come up with uh what i just said so uh wanted to put a, a little uh, disclaimer there that i did for those of you who watch uh, big john 
I know a bench and watches him. So he's probably the only person who knows what I'm talking about here. Uh, let me see if there's anybody. Uh, I see people are over there in the chat. We got Taval in the house. All right, good. Uh, pound that like button, people. So they're talking about brain wallets. Okay. Uh, so Bitcoin to the moon says, I don't know if he's asking a question, hardware wallet, uh, Trezor or Ledger. I, I, I think you know, you watch this show quite often, Trezor. I, I, I prefer, the, prefer the Trezor any day of the week to the, uh, the Ledger products. I, I've tried them all and Trezor is the best. All right. Now, and someone's, uh, someone mentions Great Reset. I was going to save that for the next show. Um, it's, I mean, it's not a conspiracy. It's, it's a real thing that uh, everybody's talking about. And Klaus Schwab has been dreaming of it for a while. It's his idea. And you never let a good crisis go to waste. So th this is, uh, you know, this hysterical virus crisis that's going on. It has not, so that this is the time to bring up the Great Reset. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what they, his, and so the Great Reset is, uh, I mean, we'll get into it another. So it's, um, it, it's not going to be able to be implemented, but it's, it's basically share, it's uh, stakeholder capitalism, ridiculous, uh, ridiculous uh, fascistic type of things. And you can take it to a very extreme level. You can take it, take it to a not so extreme level. I mean, the Biden administration, the Trudeau administration uh, will implement some things from the Great Reset. There's no doubt about it. I mean, some of it has just like been part of liberal talking points for a while. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not uh, they didn't come up with the virus. OK, the virus is, is, is something that happened. And you, you take advantage of a crisis to to uh, talk about your silly political agenda uh shareholder i mean stakeholder capitalism which is you know guilting guilting companies into uh doing things uh that are not in their base best economic interest for the good of the people and it's a, an income in, in income inequality is part of uh the great reset they, they are they're striving and i'm going to talk about in, income inequality is a Marxist term. It is Marxism there. Okay. So uh, I've talked, I, I said, in, in, I've talked for a lot about income inequality. It's nothing to worry about. So what if Bill Gates makes more money than you? Okay. When, when you are concerned about that, you are starting, um, you're getting people into the class warfare mode that, the, that the lower class needs to have the same income as the upper class. I mean, the only way to do that is through class uh, re revolution. What is that? That is Marxism. Okay. Um, and so Klaus Schwab and all his, I mean, Klaus Schwab's not going to give up his money, but he, he wants, uh, he wants corporations to help give out, you know, spread the wealth. So then people are, there's not a big wealth gap anymore. Dude, who cares about the wealth gap? If the people at the bottom of the United States are living like freaking Kings would have lived a hundred years ago, it's, it, it's pretty good. I mean, the United States is freaking rocking. Um, but the poorest of the poor, they're not starving. I mean, I've mentioned many times you can eat like a king out of dumpsters if you want to, but there's so many charitable organizations. There's already so many social uh, safety nets out there. So, uh, you know, great, great reset promotes some things that are terrible, obviously, uh, in income, uh, you know, leveling out people's incomes and, and getting rid of the wealth gap. It's, it's Marxism. It is, it is Marxism. And that term, I just want to, when I hear you normally, Ben Shapiro even mentions the, the term income inequality. He shouldn't legitimize it at all. It is Marxism. You're you're legitimizing a, a Marxist term. So I just I just wanted to point that out. So I, I tied it into you bringing up the, the Great Reset, uh, Pittsburgh 412. And I know you must really be from Pittsburgh because that is their area code, isn't it? 
412, but you spell it Pittsburgh. I don't know what you mean. I mean, maybe you're you're unhappy that the Pirates haven't won the World Series since 1979. That, of course, was a very unfortunate World Series from, from what I've been told. The, the wrong team won. The, the other team should have won, obviously. <laughs> and the 1971 World Series also. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's continue on to this. Uh, <laughs> let's let's continue on with the uh, place of two X people. And so another uh, people cannot prioritize anything in their, their lives. By the way, I mean some people can. Twenty percenters can. People are so distracted by political stuff they pr pr prioritize politics over their own personal wealth. Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. People get so obsessed, you know, with learning about who, what, what the uh, who the president slept with, uh, what he said in, in 2016, who who the vice the vice president might take over for the sick uh, incoming president. You know, all this obsession with these political people. Um, and people don't know how to take care of their own personal wealth. It's amazing because they want they think the president's going to take care of their personal wealth. That, that's that's another thing. But prioritize people prioritize get your priorities straight your number one priority who should that be it shouldn't be sacrificing for some uh reese's uh, some tootsie over uh turmeric person it should be yourself that should be your number one priority all right very simple but uh in the in the world of virtue signaling and in, in wild uh wacky world that we live in today of so much abundance people forget you gotta you gotta look out for yourself here you don't want to end up with the government looking out for you now uh, we talked about the algorithm. So another thing, people people have said with the president that oh he's killing democracy. This is the end of democracy. I, I got to point something out to people. This, this is another thing that gets me. The United States is not a democracy. Democracies are horrible. We are a pure democracy is terrible. We are a constitutional republic. The, the founders of this country knew that a pure democracy. It, it, it leads to 51% of the people making 49% of the people their slaves, okay? The Constitutional Republic is set up to promote freedom, to let people do what they want to do, to not let other people enforce their freaking insane uh, rules on, on other people, okay? If you're not hurting anyone, you, you can do your thing, all right? That, that's uh, what, what comes out of the Constitutional Republic. You know, a, 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 a democracy is like a bunch of busybodies to, you know, once they get the majority, they get to, to tell you what to do and order you around and make you the slave and stuff. So, no, in fact, it's the opposite, that the president of the United States was not killing democracy. The people who, who were so obsessed with the president of the United States, AOC, um, is is promoting democracy. It, it is promoting her form of, of, of horrifying uh, d democracy, which is uh, setting up uh, us for a world of uh, – Slavery, which is uh, or, or less freedom. I don't want to. I don't want to take it to an extreme there. Okay, so the the the, the president is is preventing their form of democracy from uh, happening uh, because it, it is not. We do not live in a democracy. We do not. Live, so there's nothing. It's not being killed. Um, they they want to uh, raise it from the dead uh, of other other failed uh, experiments now. Weird and uh, oh, Ben Shapiro on a related note has a uh, and not everything's linked to yet, but what if you're watching this uh, taped, you'll you'll see it. He has a related article. Shut the heck up. He uses the other word for it. Uh, shut uh, you, what when unity means shut the heck up. Yes, you see, they people like AOC and everyone they, they they're talking about they want unity. 
They want unity. Their form of unity is to get everybody in line to say the same thing. Uh, the, the, the majority will order the minority to get into line and you can't have an opposing. And, and so then you're unified. North Korea, as I've said on the show before, blind unity is, is horrible. That's North Korea. They're all united. There's only one way. There. They're all united behind their supreme leader. That is it. That is unity. That is status disgusting unity. And we should not. And it, it, indeed, it means shut the heck up, that form of unity. So we don't strive for unity. Uh, people having civil uh, dis disagreements is great. We're not going to agree on everything. It's 50 freaking different states. And the great thinking ape has – he's been living in Europe for a while, but he's an American. And he is frustrated with the situation in the United States. He thinks there should be a divorce because – which is uh, obviously secession. You know, so People in certain states just – have completely different uh, points of views politically than other states. I mean, what's going on in South Dakota is a lot different than what's going on in California. So he thinks that there should be, in, instead of you know, trying to get everybody unified behind one one set of uh, talking points, should we say, that uh, there should be a divorce. He says it's, it's, it's time for a divorce. And I say that is incorrect. It is not, it's not time for a divorce. It's, it's time to properly run the, the country as a constitutional republic, okay, where the, fed, the federal government should shrink. It shouldn't be trying to enforce to make all the states the same. We already have 50 different experiments. Let them experiment. If one does, if, if one prevents something that another state uh, allows, then that's the way it is, okay? If you don't like that, you moved. If, if you want to engage in those activities, um, if then you move to that state, okay? It's fifty different experiments. So no, I, I say let's do the, let's run this country the way it was supposed to be run with the 50, 50 different experiments. Federal government stays the way out of trying to unify everyone. No edicts from above, okay? Let let, let there be, and we we could be the United States that way. All right. Uh, it, it's quite it's quite reunited. We'll be fr united friends. We don't have to split up and become different countries or anything. It, it's set up. It, the, the, the United States Congress, and Ben Shapiro has pointed this out for a while, needs to take that power from the president. Okay, so they're representing the states. Take it take it away from the federal executive. The the, the, the Congress does not do enough. It has, it has allowed the president to become. Uh, to get to have these executive orders and edicts, it, it's ridiculous. Let the governors govern, okay? Let, let the states take back some power, and we don't need a divorce if we run this thing the way the, the founding fathers entitled it, it, it wanted it to be run in, in the past. Now, uh, speaking of Ben Shapiro, he he had Tim Pool on last Sunday. I, I will link to it below. Really good show. They really meshed really well. <laughs> They're not the same. They're definitely not the same, but. Uh, Tim and, and Ben Shapiro, it was it went by real fast. It was like an hour interview. So I recommend that. It's linked to below. So I've got I've got let's talk about some food here. It's, it's the foodie part of the show. Flaxseed meal. Flax flaxseed is very healthy. Now, you, you a lot of people will, will, will make it into bread and, and use uh, those bread products. And, and no, 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 no. That, that's not what I do. Okay. Now, if you try to eat it raw. It doesn't, it doesn't really exactly taste like flaxseed and it would get stuck in your teeth and stuff. So I came up with this, my own hardcore, I, I love to experiment with food, okay, with good food, with healthy food. So I had uh, 
I had a pan where I, I had cooked some chicken the day before, and you know the, the chicken juices and the chicken fat stay in there. You know, you left you leave some chicken, uh, some chicken or some meat uh, leftovers in the the pan that you cooked in, and you put it in the fridge. The next day, there's there's just like gel stuff there, and a lot of it is fat. Okay, so what I did is I took the chicken and the meat out. I don't even remember if the meat was in there, but I, I heated it up. It, it became liquid again. I pour the flaxseed meal in there. I, you know, whip it around. I whip it. Now, once I did it with egg, you can do it with an egg too if you want to, but you, you don't even need that because it, it, and it doesn't stick to the pan because of the fat that's in there. And then you let it, you let it cook. It, 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 it becomes this semi, it's, it's mushy, but it's a solid. You can pick it up. And then you eat it that way. It's hot. It tasted nice. You know, you taste the chick. You taste the chicken. You take. You can put some healthy organic cinnamon in there if you wanted to. I, I did that. So there, there you go. Um, if you have some uh, whole ground flaxseed meal laying around, non-GMO, Bob's Red Mill. Uh, all right. And, and by the way, this 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 Airbnb, which I've loved, actually, some someone before me left some. Uh, Flat, not this flaxseed, but some other good flaxseed here. So I used that first, and that's what I came up with my recipe. Oh, it was it was delicious. It was it was good. It was good. It was it was a good combination. Now I mean, you, you can't you can't do this every day. You can't eat flaxseed that flaxseed, uh, whatever you want to call it, flaxseed <laughs> mush every day. <laughs> that flaxseed semi-solid. I don't want to call it a cake because that implies it's unhealthy. And um, it was it was nice. It was a nice it was a nice little mixture. Okay. You might disagree. It's a, okay, Mo moving on. Uh, yes, the last three shows have been awesome. Uh, please, they're going to be linked. They're linked to below, disruptmeister.com. Even leaving great comments. And uh, I've, I've really enjoyed these Saturday, the, you know, having the Beyond Bitcoin on Sunday and having the Bitcoin noise show on, on Saturday. It's, uh, and then, of course, Fridays this week in Bitcoin. So I'm sticking with that schedule. They're all a little different. And, uh, yeah, who knows? I might be getting involved in a new project soon. I don't, I don't want to jinx anything, but I have a – I'll be back in Baltimore on Wednesday. I have a, a phone call at 530. I have to talk to – I'm in motion. I'm in motion. I'll, I'll just say that. Uh, and, yes, yeah, so I'm flying out of here, Salt Lake City, on Tuesday. Um, all right. Ben Shapiro had a – very important uh, video today where he had a guest on talking about uh, rapid onset uh, transgender, uh, whatever it's called. Um, when, when a group of young people um, think they're transgender all, all of a sudden, okay? And it, the, the video, which will be linked to below, I didn't link to it beforehand. And now I cannot find the summary I have of it here. Um, I, the, I, the name of the lady is, uh, if I find it, I will share it, but it was, it was a powerful video and it was, it was a troubling video and it, it shouldn't be political at all. You can be left, you can be right, but young people getting confused like this from social media, from this being, being popular, um, it's not safe because these, these girls, it's in, in the, in the old days of, of being a, a transgender it was mostly it would it would start off with um, young boys would have serious problems. This is this is a real. I mean, transgender is a real thing. People think they are the the other sex, 
And some of the symptoms would be like very, from a very young age, young boys um, banging their private part, like wanting their, wanting it to be gone. So this is, I mean, this is something a parent can notice and it, it's something that should be taken. It's very, very rare, obviously very, very rare. But so what we have now, um, since it's all over social media, that it's, you know, transgender rights, of course, everyone should have rights. Everyone should have rights. You know, just because you, you look a certain way doesn't mean you're not, <laughs> you shouldn't be prevented from uh, having basic freedoms, okay? That, 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 that's, uh, those are civil rights right there, okay? And everyone can agree that, uh, you know, transgender people uh, have rights just like any, anyone out there. But what, what, what's happened, it, it's been taken to a whole new level that on social media, on mainstream television, whatever, I think young people think it's very, very common, so it can happen to them. And so we have girls, high school girls, um, who think they have this problem. And in certain states, they're allowed to take testosterone. Um, and testosterone is a serious uh, drug for, for a woman to take. Now, they, they, they may have been depressed before these girls, so they feel good after they're taking the testosterone. But some of the, uh, I mean, watch, watch the video. It is, it's quite disturbing. This woman wrote a book on, on this, the phenomenon, okay? Rapid uh, onset gender dysmorphia, whatever. <laughs> I'm a little tired, so I, I don't, don't know. I don't have the term written down now. But I, I do recommend you watching this Sunday's um, Ben Shapiro Sunday special with this lady who had her book banned. And it is, it is interesting, a lot of uh, guests on, uh, that appear on Ben Shapiro and a lot of his topics, sometimes the solution is, is just, you know, buy Bitcoin. You, you're talking about a controversial subject matter that shouldn't be controversial and then no one allows you to sell your book. Well, you just, you sell the book yourself with Bitcoin, okay? You know, PayPal can't. And there's all sorts of other things that, ben, that I, I've brought up in the last few weeks where, you know, Ben Shapiro is worried about uh, banks banning uh, conservatives. Well, they should be on, they should have Bitcoin. Okay. But going back to the subject matter here, okay, this, this is not, um, you, you could be a no-coiner, you could be a, a Bitcoiner, you could be a, uh, a leftist, a, a rightist, uh, um, MMT, modern monetary theory. And th this situation with, with this uh, people thinking, People taking drastic steps because they might be a little depressed. And, and teenage girls are very impressionable, very impressionable. And they act in cliques, this woman mentions. Like it's, it's a phenomenon known for years. It, 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 if a group of girls, one of them is uh, anorexic, God forbid, um, then the others tend to become anorexic and they start competing with each other. And can you see the same thing happening with, you know, they're, they're hearing about this transgender stuff. One of them decides, you know, I'm sad. This is, I'm obviously really a boy. And then they try to outdo one another because one of them did it. Then they try to outdo and trying to outdo. I mean, first of all, trying to outdo another person in terms of anorexia and bulimia is, and bulimia is horrifying. Um, but those are somewhat reversible. But when you start you know, taking testosterone and having pieces of you cut off, that's, uh, it leads to very irreversible. When you start taking testosterone as, as a growing woman, it, it, you'll start growing a, a beard and your facial structure will change and your facial structure changing cannot be reversed. It cannot be reversed. Um, so that's a very interesting, uh, a very informative video that I think anyone of any persuasion should be able to agree with that um, 
You know, this this is this is a real issue here, and and there should be people talking about it. You shouldn't be banning books. It's nothing against transgender people. It's nothing. It's nothing against them. It's um, uh, preventing you know people who are susceptible, um, who, who might be sad. And, and it said there are a lot of uh, people who are uh, autistic who are becoming transgender because they can become obsessed with you know, certain certain forms of autis autism the people became very, very focused on, on one thing one thing and they become obsessed with it so if you tell a person uh, certain people with autism um with even mild autism that you know they 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 are their problems are coming because they they don't understand what sex they really are they become they can become obsessed with that and it doesn't get out of their head and then they must go through with everything it's it's a, it's a good interview it's a, it's a very good interview here and on a related note um, I've been running around, as I say, I love to run around Salt Lake City, and I've told you many times I've seen so many liberal signs, and I've seen uh, rainbow flags, and that's fine. People can put whatever they want to in their lawn. But recently, I started seeing this one flag that was sky blue and pink. I, I had not seen it before, but for some reason, the last few weeks, since the election, and I think it's just a coincidence, because I thought maybe this is political, because I've only seen this this pink and sky blue flag since uh, the election. Um, but I think it's a coincidence. It is the, it's the transgender flag. So now in Salt Lake City, all of a sudden I'm seeing all these uh, pink, and, uh, pink and sky blue flags. So if you're seeing pink and sky blue flags, that is the, the transgender flag, FYI. Uh, and we're going to get back to that Ben Shapiro thing in a second because I think I have more written down before below. I will provide a link when the show is over to the great interview. You should be able to find it on your own. You shouldn't be an algorithm slave. I mean, you should be able to like do a Ben Shapiro search on YouTube and then his like latest video, the Sunday special. Some people can't do that anymore because they're such algorithm slaves. Uh, okay. And I'm going to talk about the girls in a second. I have stories about, the, if, if you guys love uh, the, the men going their own, you know what, type of uh, topics. I've got, I've got two definitely good stories about that uh, coming up real soon. So hold your horses. If you're watching this tape, you can fast forward. Uh, so many people uh, are, I can tell by uh, various numbers, be it on Twitter, YouTube, my podcast, that there are a lot less people working on Fridays now. Okay. It, it's just, so I, there are pros and cons to that. If if people are able to take care of all their work in a four-day work week, I think that's great. I, if people are really becoming more productive, uh, I think that's great. If it's just government workers that are just decide they're just going to take Fridays off now but get paid for Friday, uh, that's not too good. Uh, but, yeah, the Friday web traffic is is low. It is really low uh, compared to uh, what it was. And it was always a little lower on Fridays. But it's really obvious that a lot of people are not doing what they usually do on Fridays. So you can decide on your own. I just want to point that out. Uh, okay, here we go. We're going to talk about the massive line in Colorado for the In-N-Out Burger that just opened there. Two just opened in Colorado. They had a uh, massive 14-hour line forms as Colorado gets its first In-N-Out Burger joints in Aurora, uh, cops were called to control the crowds as cars and customers snaked around the new fast food restaurant and an adjacent mall. So this is this is impulsivity uh, at, at the very. I mean, it's not long. It's short term thinking, dude. You, you got a new unhealthy fast food joint. 
okay? It just opened. You can wait a little while to get your unhealthy food, can't you? Oh, no, no, no. We must wait in a 14-hour line right now to, to get our unhealthy food. And this is, this is why Americans are fat and diseased, okay? Uh, it's, it's herd mentality. They, they, they're like, okay, oh, if, if that person's going to the unhealthy uh, food place that's just opening, that I could just, if I just deferred gratification a little bit, I, I could go a little long, I, I could wait a week. No, 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 everyone's going, it's the thing to do, the thing to do. And you know, what are the long-term consequences of, you know, in Colorado, it's supposed to be a healthy, it's supposed to be the healthiest state in the United States. This is what happens in the healthiest state in the United States. They're all, they, they can't even wait a week to get poisoned. I mean, it, it, it's uh, so the, the diseases that are out there now that are caused by lifestyle choices are brought on by impulsive moves like this. And why should I have to sacrifice for these impulsive 80 percenters who cannot control themselves at all and who, who must eat? I mean, you eat unhealthy, then you pay for the consequences later. Okay, you, you're going to have to lock yourself in your house if you're scared of, get, of catching something because you were eating it in an out burger for all your life. All right. And uh, I mean, this is it's in it's in an in out in an out burger USA in in an out burger nation. That is what the United States is. It really is. Most people are a member of the in and out burger nation. They, they can't take care of themselves. They can't do their own research on what's healthy or not. They, 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 they can't resist it. They have to wait in a 14-hour line <laughs> even to, to poison themselves. It's, it's, and it's herd mentality. It's, and it's, it's probably all over the West, okay? I don't know exactly pick on the United States, but that's what I'm most familiar with here. And in our healthiest state, supposedly our healthiest state, people are waiting in 14-hour lines to poison themselves because everyone else is doing it. Oh, what sheep. Unbelievable. And uh, all right. Last week I mentioned the uh, the totem pole of victims and how people are just going out of their way to talk about the virus and how it affected them. And no one is even checking their stories. You know, some some woman saying I had it twice. Feel bad for me. No one's even questioning it. Well, here and let me just see if there were any questions over there. I see we got Taval and the crew in there. Oh, we do have Taval says. Okay, Taval, okay, you're just uh, – uh, Taval says, have you ever thought about how long you will do this show, like in years? I've had – Taval, I had – you don't pay attention, clearly. On a, on a, you, know, you do. You don't, you're, you don't pay attention to everything. I mean it's hard. Uh, on a show, I specifically said that uh, uh, when we get to November the 20th, 2021, I will, I will start doing a lot less shows on November 20th, 2021. So, yes, I have thought about that. Um, that's because by then the, uh, 210,000 block theory will have been proven. Uh, it, I want to see if it's still true then, because that's October of 2021 is 210,000 blocks over the December all time high of uh, December, 2017, all time high. So I want to see, uh, and also November 20th is, uh, uh, you know, a date that's, uh, you know, personally uh, important to me, or you know, it means something to me, and it would be great to uh, to go to that day, which has been a negative day in the past, um, in, in 2018, to turn it into like the ultimate positive, saying, you know, yeah, we, Bitcoin is still rocking the world. Uh, I'm remembering, uh, you know, the sad thing that happened on this date in 2018, and I'm I'm going out like a champ here on uh, November 20th, 2021. Um, so yeah, probably November twentieth, twenty twenty one. I will uh, start to. I won't do as many shows uh, at, at that point. That, that most likely, but, but you, 
know. You never know. But I, I have, I have, I have put that out there again. So it's less than a year now. We just. It was two days ago. Friday was November the twentieth, twenty twenty. So November twentieth, twenty twenty one. And there's there's some other reasons. Um, I'm not gonna get into all the reasons, but it's just it's it's the perfect time to to really tie things up, um, and just you know cut cut down the shows. Some. Okay. Moving on. So we last week I mentioned. Uh, uh, what do we have here? Uh, yeah, the, the victim totem pole. So CNN put a nurse on the air. You, you might have seen this. The segment went viral, and now her story is falling apart. <laughs> there will be no one accountable for this, though. Uh, and so, and I'm going to tell you what her story was in a second. Stay tuned. Uh, gosh, why are people turning away from gatekeepers and the echo chambers and their own sources for information? Well, not everyone is turning away, dude. But um, this is—it's all about narrative over actual news. News stations—they don't think they, they have a narrative. And they want stories that support their narrative. So they go out of their way to find the narrative that they like. And then they don't do any research on it to find out if it's true or not. And then they put, they put it out there on Twitter and social media. And it gets repeated, repeat, and, and it becomes, quote, unquote, fact when it, it is not fact. So th this woman it was in South Dakota. And uh, we're, we're going to say what she said in a second. I don't have this organized perfectly here. Um, here it is. The reason I tweeted what I did is that it wasn't one particular patient, the nurse said. It's just a culmination of so many people. And their last dying words are, this can't be happening. It's not real. And when and when they should be spending time FaceTiming their families, now I'm going to get to that in a second, they're filled with anger and hatred. And it just made me really sad. And so she's talking about in South Dakota, she's saying that numerous patients of hers have died of the virus, saying that uh, it's fake and that this isn't really happening and that they're very angry when they're dying because they, 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 they just it can't be happening. You know, it's not real. It's not it's not real. And so everyone, you know, the, the mainstream media loves this narrative. Now, she said they're these and that's their dying words. They're saying these bitter dying words. And she's saying they should be what they should be instead of saying bitter dying words, they should be FaceTiming with their families. First of all, you are such a freaking compliant little, you know what, FaceTiming their families? When people are dying, they should be with their families. You really lost it. You're into that like this is the new normal type of thing. That is not normal. That is horrible that people are dying without their families by their side because of ridiculous rules. Thank God. Thank God. When my grandmother passed away and my sister and my mother were right there with her, my sister saw when my grandmother died, saw it right happen in front of her, in front of her, just as my grandmother would have wished. It's for you to say that people should be FaceTiming, that instead of saying bitter words, they should be FaceTiming them. Like, you really lost it, woman. You're really part of the freaking machine. I think that's, for me, that's like the worst part of this whole thing. That, yeah, in, in, sure, they're Trump supporters and they're saying, you know, whatever, whatever narrative she's trying to do. They, but in the perfect world, they would be FaceTiming their, FaceTiming their families. You, you, you're really a caring person there, aren't you? you <laughs> you've really fallen for this, like hook, line, and sinker. It's it's sickening. But here we go. Uh, how many uh, virus patients in South Dakota are really so blinkered by disinformation that they're enraged at their caregivers and in their final moments on Earth still dispute what's happening? No one bothered to find out. Um, and so few people have even died 
of that virus in this specific hospital, the hospitals that she worked at. Okay. So the story was falling and it made, it made no sense. Um, and they, that someone finally did some research and asked around and no other nurses had similar stories. No other nurses had stories of like bitter South Dakota patients, you know, saying, uh, you know, Trump forever and then passing away or whatever this woman was saying. None of these accounts. And there have been other accounts that are like this that the media jumps on because it fits their narrative. And none of these accounts held up to further scrutiny. Yet each had been picked up from its original source and then amplified by larger publications that added little or no additional reporting. So yeah, 80%ers just want their 15 minutes of fame. She wanted her 15 minutes of fame. And it's too bad that journalists don't know how to verify and fact check anymore. Okay, so-called so journalists. Um, yeah, so it is, it's journalism, the new form of journalism, <laughs> of mainstream journalism. It's about narrative instead of truth and research. So there you go. So I'm glad that this woman in South Dakota was called out for her fiction or her exaggeration. Maybe there was one patient or something like that. But for CNN and all these people to pick up with it and to amplify, like they've done so many other stories and no one questions it. So, yes, she, she got high on the victim totem pole there. She told her little story. And she got her 15 minutes of fame, but it's not. And still, you know, I saw someone, I don't know who, I saw a Twitter thread just, I think, yesterday where someone someone showed how horrible the situation is by putting in this woman's story, which is not a true story. People are still using it as proof of how scary things are and how stupid some people are because they don't believe it's, it's, it's true. <laughs> All right. Now um, – I don't know what the uh, guys, people are wondering what, what Trump's uh, strategy here is. Why this, why, what's, does he really have proof? Um, is it just to set up a reality TV show? Is he just trolling the Democrats? Um, does he, is he setting something up for 2024? This is what I got to say to everybody. Don't, don't worry about the ulterior motives. Okay. Um, it takes up too much time in the long run. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's legit, it's legit. We'll, we'll, we'll see if it's legit. We'll hear about it. Okay. If it's fake, then it's fake. Then, you know, Biden will be president and, and everything will be he'll leave the White House. Everything will be fine. OK, so I, I wouldn't follow every bit of the saga because, you know, the reason he might be doing the saga is not to remain president, but just to set something up. It just just might be all marketing. So his supporters really love that he's fighting. OK, you, you do have to you have to give him credit there. He's fighting and a lot of people like him because he's a fighter. So maybe he's just trying to you know, build his fighter brand. So you'll watch his news station that he'll have. Okay. So don't, don't get, you know, don't fall for it. Don't get into it. Don't get too emotionally attached. It, it is what it is. The truth will, the, the, the truth will come out. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious that Biden won at this point, um, unless they can prove something really uh, earth, earth shattering. Okay. So, uh, you know, don't worry about it. It, it will be brought up. Uh, there's nothing really you can do. It's what's done is done. So, uh, and he's entitled to say his side of the story. Biden's entitled to say, I mean, I'm not trying to silence anyone here. I'm just saying, don't, don't, I just spent too much time on it here. Take care, prioritize, take care of your uh, personal assets here. All right. So I, want, I, I hung out with a college friend today. And so we're going to start talking about women right now. I do want to say my, it was great to hang out with my college friend because he, like me, I hadn't, see, I hadn't seen him in a few years. He's doing very well for himself. And, uh, you know, we hugged each other. We shook hands because he's like, yeah, man, I already had it. 
I don't care. He's like, I didn't even know I had it. I got a test and they said I had it. And I was like, you have, you haven't been scared of this at all. Have you? I was like, he's like, no, <laughs> I understand what it is. I understand if you get it once, you don't, I mean, you can't, you can't get it again. You can, you don't have, you don't need all the nonsense. He, he's on the same level that I am. I mean, so it was cool to hang out with someone who's rational about, about this. And uh, he also attended Washington university in St. Louis. I don't know if I want to give Washington credit. I don't, I don't know how many other logical people they've, uh, they've spat out lately, but um, it was, it was good to hang out with my friend. So he lives in, um, in Park City for part of the year. He lives in Park City, uh, which is a ski resort town uh, near Salt Lake City. Very nice. He's not married, just like me. And he, and he, I'm sure he has, he has all sorts of wild stories from college. Or just like, well, uh, he has stories from post-college, his stories that are similar to mine uh, from different parts of his life, I'm sure. Uh, and, but he had a very interesting story I think some of you guys will like. So, somehow a date was set up between him and, and a, a woman at, at a, a restaurant in a park city. And she arrived first. And I just want to point out this type of woman really exists. Okay. This is the, this woman doesn't hide anything. When he sat down at the table, she had already for, for a lunch, for a lunch, um, she had already, already ordered a bottle of champagne, expecting him to pay for it. And, there, and so that was a little surprising. That wasn't a good sign. You know, the woman you just met is just, just uh, ordered a, a bottle of champagne, a champagne that you're in the middle of the day that you're expecting to pay for a nice bottle of champagne. And uh, she, uh, she then immediately brings up that uh, she is only going to date a man that is worth at least $40 million. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, no, that, I, you, you, heard, you heard her right. She said that the man, if he's, he's not worth four, if he's not worth $40 million, you know, they, they, should, they should really uh, stop talking right, right then. Um, and, you know, this is a smart woman. If you look up the... To be in the top 0.1% in the United States of household wealth, you need $43 million right now. So this woman, no, she wants to be a 0.1%er because of a man, not because of her. She thinks she's so awesome that a man, and she was, he said she was pretty good looking and everything. So yeah, he, he cut it short. He, he cut it short. <laughs> um, I mean, th this type of woman, I mean, this is unbelievable. That 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 there there are women out there. They think they're so great that they can only be with the 0.1 percent of uh, the households in the United States of America. At least she didn't hide it. At least she, she put it out. She put it out there on the table and everything like that. But it, it shows what the priority is. There's there's no there's no love in a relation. Is that love? Is that love? I mean, for all you people who uh, think that's uh, the, you know you're you're saying, but and I'm not saying all ladies are like that. But uh, there you go. That's just an extreme little story. I thought that would entertain some people. So I heard another story, and this is disturbing. I'm going to. There's someone out there um, who who got married when he was, uh, uh, I guess, late 30s, and he he married someone uh, that was also uh, late 30s who had a daughter who was already an adult, and so this 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 adult had an adult child. So that means when this adult was, you know, 18 years old, this adult, when, when they were very young, had a kid. And so that's not a good sign right away. And this, this adult did not have a husband anymore. She, she was a, a single mom. Okay. So you marry a single mom that's got an 18-year-old kid. Okay, okay, that's fine. You know, 
you, you, the, the single mom doesn't have a job. Okay, we, we've heard this all before. We, we've, I don't have to get, I mean, it, it doesn't sound good. I know a lot of, okay, Adam, why are you telling me we've heard this so much? Here, here's, a, here's a thing that was a little weird. Um, the, the man adopted the 18-year-old kid as his own kid, adopted the adult kid. So I'm like, what, what's, the, uh, what's the catch here? What's this woman trying to prove? What's this woman trying to do? Like, I mean, I know she's trying to get money from him other ways. You know, he, he buys the house. He pays for the kid's college, et cetera. But you don't have to adopt the kid to pay for the kid's college. He was already, I mean, he was going to pay for the kid's college if he adopted the kid, if he didn't adopt the kid or whatever. Um, he's going to let the kid live there. He, this is an, an adult kid. This is an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid. He felt the need. Why is he legally adopting this person? So I, I you know, this is all second. I'm, you know, I, what, what was, this is a horrible story. The, the, the man, the man has become very successful. The man's siblings have become very successful, okay? Now, the man's siblings have their own kids. The man's siblings have their own kids. He does not have his own kids. He adopted this in, in 18 And the man's parents have done well for themselves, too. They've saved a lot of money. So since their kids have done so well, they decided the way they were structuring their will was they would leave all their money to their grandkids. <laughs> so, and the kids were cool with that. The kids were cool. They don't need their parents' money. They thought, oh, that's great. Yeah, leave it to the grandkids. Let, let the grandkids have the money. So now you see why someone would want to become one of their grandkids. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And so this person's brothers and sisters who have real kids, that they, they were like, what is this? What is, you know, they, they, they don't want to split. The, they don't want their kids to split the money with someone who's scamming their brother. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. So th I've never heard this one before. Th this is a new one out there for all you MGT. Uh, you, you know who you are. You can you can you can tell that story. You, you got a woman with an adult kid who figures out a way to get her adult kid in the, uh, the on, on the gravy train uh, of of the parents of the man that yes this this is his kid this 18 year old kid who he'd never conceived who who totally different than him he, when, when his parents die they, this this person will get the, the money uh so, some of the money <laughs> what 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 a stand what a uh, what a great what a great wife what a great wife to set something up, up like that yeah, but it's, it's all about love right definitely right okay so now my my story who, who's in the who's in the uh Who's in the picture with me? That is a Russian, a Russian girl from my past who I, I tried but uh, failed with. And um, I met her at a party in Canton, uh, which is a nice neighborhood in, ba in Baltimore. It was a very small house. Some of the, the alley street houses are so small. So there were not, not many people at this party. Now, I, I, I go to parties alone. I don't care. I, I'm, a, I'm a unique beast. Even back then, you know, before Bitcoin. I was a unique beast. I wasn't scared to go. So many people out there are scared to go to parties by themselves. They have to bring a crew with them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Especially women are scared to go to parties by themselves. But I, I, I attended the party by myself. I wanted, to point, I wanted to point that out to you guys. That's part of the reason I'm putting the picture out there. So you guys can have confidence in yourselves. You don't have to have a crew to go everywhere. It seems like people be. And she actually attended the party by herself. She, I, I, I see this girl, the hottest girl at the party. Now, I'm not the, I'm not the type of guy when I would go to parties. I would not approach the hottest girl at the party right away. I would let, if it, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. And usually, you're at a party. The hottest girl at the party in Baltimore is getting inundated anyway. Okay, she's got all, she's got all the, 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 the betas. I mean, everybody's trying. Okay, 
But at this party, it just so happened there weren't many people talking to her. We we struck up we struck up a conversation and everything, and it was it was a good time. And I, I got her. I guess I, I got her information. It's kind of blurry, um, and we I was I was happy, and we decided to hang out at uh, Red Maple, a, a bar, uh, like a, a few weeks later. And when we hung out there, it just it wasn't very good. I mean, she seemed like she wanted to like see the the, the DJ, and I was like, okay, whatever. And you know, I stayed in touch with her, and, and soon after, um, soon after that, I had a birth. I was going to have a birthday party, and I think all of you by now have, understand that when I would have a birthday party or a Fourth of July party at my house, it was a massive party. I would invite everyone I knew over, you know, over email, over Facebook, over whatever. And I mean, you know, if, if people came, they didn't come, whatever. I, I had no problem with people bringing all the friends. Like I had like two hundred people at one of my parties, and this uh, the party that year. Um, that I invited her to, I think it was like 150 people showed up or something. My house would always get trashed, but it was fun. It was just a lot of fun. And I kind of, you know, I, I invited her. I didn't expect her to come. I wasn't thinking about her at all. And so she shows up. She shows up. I, I was I was so surprised. And she was very much very into me all of a sudden, you know. And when we hung out at Red Maple, she, was, she wasn't into me at all. But, you know, again, and this is similar to my story last week. I'm the big host of the party. She wants to be with the host. I, I didn't think that way back then, but like it was, it was kind of out of the blue that she showed up too. Like I wasn't uh, the, the girl last week. I knew was she was going to show up. The, the pictured last week, the girl. You'll have to go back to see the girl pictured last week. But anyway, this 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 Russian girl. And by the way, she she, she was from Russia originally, and I think part, that was part of the reason she had the competence to show up at parties by herself. So she showed up at my party. She, I had no idea she was going to show up at my party. She showed up there by herself. And I was obviously, I was very happy when she showed up at my party because I'm like, okay, she's clearly interested and everything like that. And, and just, we're having a good time. But, but her Russian back, I think, I think Americans are more prone to be this clickish way. You know, co correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, certain, certain foreign women have more confidence where they don't, they don't need to have a crew with them. And maybe it's changed. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being stereotypical here. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to generalize too much. Um, but I, nonetheless, I was I was impressed that, that a woman uh, like that, uh, a beautiful woman like that, would show up at parties by herself. And uh, so yeah, she she was at my party. We're having a blast. Everything is going great. I am getting drunk. Everyone is getting drunk. Everyone and I. My the way my my place was set up. I I had my room and. No one was allowed in my room during the party except the elite. Yes, I used the term elite back then. And on my door, it said strictly the elite. So people would want to go in the room, though, because it's like, I want to be elite. But the only people that were allowed in the room were people in my close inner circle, guys I'd gone to high school with, um, girls I was close with, and including one who was a, someone I, I had, someone who hasn't been pictured yet. Um, was allowed to like, keep her coat in my room. And well, one thing led to another, and this girl pictured with me, we end up in my room, which is you know, obviously the goal. Um, but that's it's kind of difficult to make your moves when there's like 150 people inside the rest of your house. And it's, it's the lights are on in the room. But I know we, we actually laid down in the bed and we were, we were kind of under the covers and everything. And next thing I know, one of my a girl that I had previously had a relationship with just comes barging into the room when we were under the and has to get her coat. Okay, so you know, th that's one distraction. That wasn't too cool. That wasn't that wasn't. But you know it happens. So then, okay, still under the covers. Next thing I know, my drunk friend barges into the room and he's like videotaping stuff. 
And he's like, he thinks I'm under the, he thinks I'm so drunk that I have gone into my room to hide under the covers. And then I'm by myself. He's like, oh, look, Adam is so drunk. And I, you know, I'm, I'm filming this. And then he's like, oh, you know, SHI, you know what? There's someone else under the covers with Adam. And he tries to play it off and, uh, and he leaves the room. So what, what do you think happens then? What do you think happens then? She, she wants to leave at that point. That's it. That's it. My, my friend, my, my good friend and I, one of the elite, totally blew it for me. Totally blew it. She's like, I got to go home now. I got to go. Ah. It was terrible. <laughs> so that, 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 that's the story. Um, we, we actually did hang out a couple other times. And um, the last time we hung out, was I, I knew a DJ that was DJing at the Black Cat in D.C. And I thought, okay, this is pretty impressive. I'm on the guest list at the Black Cat. This is no Baltimore club. And I think some of you probably heard of the Black Cat in D.C. I had a, you know, I, I was on the guest list. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I can bring a guest. I can bring a dad. So I was like, hey, I'm only, she was in D.C. at this time too. It was like six months later. She moved down to D.C. And I thought, surely this, this will be good for me. I can, I can impress her with this, uh, you know, I can get her into the, this place for free. I'm on the guest list. I'm so awesome. Nah, it failed. <laughs> that was it. And so, some some ladies are really into the status there. It, it can uh, it can turn them on for a while, and then they don't care anymore. And that's it. You're finished. And uh, that was it. Never saw her again after the uh, the DC uh, Black Cat experience. But there she is. She is in the the picture there. If you were wondering. So I just told you three different types of lady stories. Um, she was she was fine. You know that that wasn't very destructive, was it? The the other two lady stories. They, they, those were very destructive that, uh, you know, the, the guy with the, uh, the adopted, uh, 19 year old or whatever. And then my friend, uh, with the uh, $40 million, you must be worth $40 million, uh, type of thing. Now, you know, it, it, for all I know, this Russian girl could have become uh, like, uh, the 40 million, you know, she, she might require you make a, have a certain net worth or something like that. Uh, okay. Now, uh, what do we have here? Remember crypto parlor, use that crypto join parlor. Join Parlor and I'm Bitcoin Meister on there. It's been a lot of fun using the Crypto Parlor hashtag. Um, so keep on using that. Okay. And yes, this uh, Beyond Bitcoin, I the people request they they keep on wanting to see these uh, women that I knew from my day, the ones I failed with, the ones I was you know totally successful with, the ones in between success. Um, so you, you're going to keep getting them. I I've got some more ones lined up. I think. I, I find it, uh, you know, I'm trying to teach some lessons here. <laughs> Value your wealth in Bitcoin is, 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 the, is the, basic, uh, the basic lesson here. 45% uh, of American adults who identify as Democrats say they are more likely to get the vaccine than they were a month ago. This compares to 35% of Republicans and 24% of those not affected, uh, affiliated with either major party. And Carl Deniger says... Anyone taking the shot who does not know if they are already IgG positive has an IQ under 10. So what's he talking about? You know, obviously, there's, there's a lot of Americans that are gung-ho about this thing. You do not need to get this shot if you've already had the, the disease, okay? If you're IgG positive, all right? You're, you're already producing antibodies to it. You're... you're and that, that's the, what the vaccine does is it makes your body think you already had the disease. 
But if you already had the disease, you don't need to make your body think you, you had the disease. But no one even knows this because there's so many people out there that think you can catch it a second time. All right. And it, 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 I, that's why I'm so impressed with my friend that, you know, he, he knew straight up like, yeah, I had it already. What's, what's the point? We, we can we can shake hands. Uh, I, I, I can touch you and you're not going to give me anything and I'm not going to give you anything. But people do not get this at all. It's political. They, it's, you know, because I'm a Republican, I'm going to take it. Or because I'm a Republican, I'm not going to take it. Because I'm a Democrat, I'm not going to take it. You know, it supports this guy. Is it, is it, there's no logic behind this whole thing. <laughs> there's no rat. There's just like, we're scared. We're scared. And my king told me to take it or my king told me not to take it. Um, it, it it's uh, there's, there's reasons why you should not. not <laughs> you would be at Carl Denergy is right. You have to have a, you have to be very low IQ to take a rushed vaccine when you already had the disease. There's no reason to 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 be vaccine for something that you already had in, in this situation. So wanted to point that out. Okay, here's the Ben Shapiro uh, transgender thing. Uh, based on a uh, the, this is this is the summary of what I was telling you about the, the transgender thing. Based on a uh, single tweet. Crying transphobia, Target pulled a book from their shelves nationwide. Abigail Schreier, the author of the book, joins the show today. Irreversible Damage, the Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters, explores the alarming new trend of teens self-diagnosing themselves with rapid onset gender dysphoria, a condition that was relatively rare and generally only seen among young boys has now skyrocketed in young girls. So uh, definitely, definitely check that out. Um, it's, it's, it's disturbing, but you should, uh, you should see it. And, and, and you should spread the word about it because people are silencing this book. It is, it is, it is it's a real problem. It, it, young people can get confused and it, it's, just, it's, not, it's not ending very well. Um, all right, so we talked about, uh, I didn't do this in the order I had planned here, uh, but hey man, I'm a unique beast. And let me see if uh, – all right. Yeah, I told you everything about the women. Let's see. We got, we got a question here. No, we don't have a question here. We have a bunch of people uh, putting smiley faces and whatnot. Uh, all right. You, should, you can still ask questions. You can still do the super chat. But we're almost at the end of the show, obviously. Please play this at uh, – and play this at 2X and you know, watch, watch the recent shows. Look at it. Look at that dude. Look at that thing move around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. If, if you're if you're not watching, if you're listening, I'm just shaking my hair around there. Uh, should I? Uh, oh yeah, Gavin Newsom. It took me an hour to get to the Gavin Newsom part of the show. Oh my lord, <laughs> this is a long show, man. The, Gavin Newsom, as you all know by now, he he locks down his state. He doesn't want people having Thanksgiving dinners with their families. But he went to a fancy dinner, a fancy meal with all sorts of people. And uh, people, some people want him recalled, okay? So I think, I think it's great. Recall Gavin 2020 on Twitter and recallgavin2020.com. Media blackout of Recall Gavin, uh, someone says. Uh, despite a total media blackout, the recall effort against Newsom is continuing uh, collecting nearly 1.5 million signatures. 
Uh, Thanksgiving would be a great time to collect and submit family signatures. <laughs> Download. Okay, so if you're in California, why not do this? Because this this dude is acting totally ty tyrannical. There should be a way to uh, you know fight back, and it's amazing. You know this this is an organized campaign. The media is not covering it at all. Imagine if you could recall the president of the United States. You can't do that, um, but imagine if you could. There'd be incredible media coverage of it, and it shows how the world has changed. When uh, Gray Davis, when there was a uh, recall effort for Gray Davis uh, many years ago, the media, they loved it. They, they, they enjoyed it. And uh, uh, I, I guess they didn't like Gray Davis, but this pretty guy, they like him. And it, it is funny, uh, if, when Kamala Harris becomes vice president, there's going to be an opening in the Senate. He could uh, – now a lot of people in California, they, they don't they – don't, you know, it, it's all a racial politics there or – What's the word uh, I'm looking for? It's not just not just racial politics, but uh, identity politics. Identity politics. So there's some people that say you you have to since it was a black woman that was the senator beforehand. That instead of you know nominating the, the best person, you just have to automatically you just have to pick a black woman. But he could nominate himself. He could nominate himself. And I actually think that would be a good move because um, mo clearly most people in the state just let him get away with anything. So why not just Nominate your you become the senator and uh, add something to your resume so you can run for a president in 2028 or 2024, whatever whatever the heck you want to do. Most people will fall for it. Um, but if, if anything ever wants to change, if you want to wake more people up, uh, check out that uh, recall Gavin thing. I think I think that's interesting. I, who knows? I'm not in, I'm not in California. I'm not visiting California any anytime soon. Uh, because of Gavin and his uh, and the insanity that that's going on there, and that that's the beautiful fifty different experiments. You don't want to tie yourself down too much. You don't want to attack vectors that keep you in California. I was in California and I easily left because it was just an Airbnb. Uh, what is this? Now I'll save this for last next time. That Tom Brokaw thing. Oh yeah, going back to the you, you can get it twice thing. This, this hospital CEO in South Dakota, again, it's South Dakota. It's, it's funny, a lot of this is coming out of South Dakota. It's as if the uh, media narrative wants to paint people in South Dakota who speak up against the virus as insane. Hmm, it's, it's almost as if that's what they're trying to do. But uh, there's a, a hospital CEO says he had the virus and doesn't need to mask. His staff are appalled, says CNN. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. A, a medical medical personnel are appalled that someone who had this isn't going to wear a mask. He can't give it. He's, he's had it already. He can't get it. He can't give it. What are you appalled at? You're, you're supposed to be like following the science, aren't you? Um, he's, he's immune. He, for me to wear a mask defies the efficacy and purpose of a mask. And it sends an untruthful message that I am susceptible to infection or could transmit it. I have no interest in using mask as a symbolic gesture. Pound that like button. And uh, Carl Denninger says, never mind if you've had IgG antibodies, there is exactly zero reason for you to take the vaccine at all. You have had, if you've had the virus and you have the very same antibodies that the vaccine is supposed to promote, you, your immune system creating. Uh, taking the shot in that circumstance, and I mentioned this before, is all risk and no reward. All right. Uh, the FDA will not approve uh, these uh, paper chemotography tests 
um, that uh, you know, it should you should be able to get these. The FDA will not approve these two dollar tests where you can figure out if you've already had it. And to figure out if you were positive already would save people a lot of trouble and a lot of worry because people are worried about this. If, if there is a test out there that is not approved by the FDA, it's very simple. You can do it in the privacy of your own home with the what's this uh, paper chemo chemotography it's called. And I, I will link to this below, but if everybody had that test and if some people and a lot of people figured out they already had it, then they would be, they wouldn't, the, they wouldn't sell as much vaccine, I guess. <laughs> That's part of the thing. Um, but yeah, you, you shouldn't take a vaccine if you've already had the thing, had the virus. So people should be able to figure it out. The FDA, this is, that's government stifling innovation there. The innovation is already out there. The test it can be out there, but the FDA doesn't think it's uh, it's good uh, for people to have uh, easy access to this test for some reason. I don't know why, but they, they're going to think it's good for everybody to have easy access to some untested shot. Yes, that, that's a government bureaucracy. These are the people, people that they think they make good logical decisions, the government. People think the government can solve every problem. They don't know they're mouth from there you know what all right what's this say uh jordan satchel says asymptomatic uh well he says actually i he, he's talking about the asym asymptomatic spread that uh it's probably bs all right um i don't have the exact quote there i didn't write it down sorry about that <laughs> people are paralyzed with fear i mean they cannot come up with a plan i mean it, it it's out there it's, it's out there right now to figure out how to, you know, just end the hysteria. Like a lot of it is just lack of knowledge. People think, oh, I might have it or I can spread it. If, if I haven't had it yet, I can get it. Or if I, if I do have it now, I can spread it. It's just this easy test out there. They'll just end, end it. I've had it. I can't spread it. I can go visit grandma or I can go visit the fat person. And, okay, we'll talk about that next time. And we'll talk about that next time. Oh, here we go. We'll end it with uh, something I got from Parler. Has a single state legislature in our illustrious union voted in any statewide mask mandate or lockdown yet? Why are we still ceding emergency authority to governors and mayors after a full eight months? That is from Brian Jacoteau, who's been on my show. He posted it on Twitter. He posted it on Parler. Um, governors are effectively banking Thanksgiving. They have no authority to do so. Time to open up the legislat legislative floor for debate. It, that's, it's, it's so true. Why are we still ceding emergency authority to governors and mayors? It is, this is, there's checks and balances in this on the state level, on the federal level. Okay. We're letting governors be dictators. That is not a law. No one has passed a stay at home law. No one has passed a face, uh, a face mask law. There are orders from governors. And it, it seems like we've forgotten about, you know, how, how, how free to, how it's supposed to work. Okay. It, it's, it's, you're not very free when your, uh, your local dictator can just tell you what to do. With, with, without going through the legislative process. And uh, very good point. I don't think there is any state that has passed any laws. It's all a bunch of freaking orders. So law enforcement officers do not enforce those orders. Everyone else, as I said at the beginning of the show, 
don't don't abide by those orders. Do not be compliant. Uh, stop shutting down. And of course, in some states, these things don't even exist. So yeah, you're living in good states if you're in South Dakota and Florida and whatnot. All right, I think that is the end of the show. Oh yeah, Max says, what kind of sleep schedule are you on for optimum health? For optimum health, you need eight hours of sleep. And I uh, sometimes it gets screwed up with me. Uh, and I wish last night it got screwed up, definitely. But I, my body will make it up. Like it tells me right away. I've not gotten my eight hours of sleep. Um, it, it gives me a two hour nap or something like that, or a three hour, whatever I've missed, it makes up for. So I'm very much in back. My body is in balance. It, it's in balance. It knows what it needs. And if it's lacking something, it tells me, and then I, I it, it makes me give it to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in terms of sleep, in terms of sleep, at least, but it's, it's a fine tuned machine. So when it knows it's missing its sleep, it's, it, it, it gets its sleep. And yes, it is 2.11 here, so I am not going to get eight hours in a row. I will get probably six. Maybe, maybe I'll get seven hours um, because I, I have to do something in the morning tomorrow, actually. But then I'll take an, an hour nap. So it is it is better to get eight consecutive hours than uh, you know six hours and then two hours a little later. But it, you know what? If you just never getting those extra two hours, those two hours is is a bad thing too. So I, I get my eight hours. Sometimes it's spread over 24 hours. It really should be uh, eight hours in a row. But so I'm not not perfect on that, but uh, I'm trying. I'm trying there. All right, good good, good. final question, dudes. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Retweet it. Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. See you uh, tomorrow. Bye.